0: If you've listened to birdies bourbon and basketball you know our title sponsor is travis brett and the whole team at indiana farm bureau insurance they're right there at 304 jfk avenue in Lagodi. you can give them a call 295-3129 they will handle all of your insurance financial needs you can look them up on their facebook page or their website all kinds of information that's one agent for all of your insurance needs and you know what they've got auto home life business annuities farm let's talk about their health plans they've got individual and family plans medicare supplement plans dental and vision are covered through those guys and it's always backed with indiana farm bureau insurance extremely experienced expertise and passion that's right one agent for all your insurance needs give travis brett and his team a call 295-3129 Or stop by and say hi there on JFK Avenue. They'd love to see you. Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. You know, if you're overpaying on your waste services or you're in a bad contract, you know, you're like 90% of the businesses nationwide. Your contracts probably don't protect you from ridiculous price spikes. Your service levels are inefficient or your contract allows you to be charged ancillary fees and you know that they love to do that. You need different waste equipment or you just need a waste audit? Well, Sensible Solutions Waste Consulting is here for you. How much could a free waste audit save you? They saved a business $1,400, not per year, per month. Just this past week, customer called, they looked over their invoices and their contract, and guess what? The waste company had charged them incorrectly for a year and a half, and all of that came back in a credit. Sensible Solutions Waste Consulting is here to help you. 812-787-3598. Give them a call. Tell them you heard about them here on the Birdies Bourbon and Basketball Podcast. It's risk-free. If they don't save you money, you don't pay anything. Doesn't matter if you've got three compactors or just a little four yards sitting out back. Give them a call. Sensible Solutions Waste Consulting. 812-787-3598. You could be sitting on a gold mine and you just don't know it. Let them fight the fight with the Waste Company. Sensible Solutions Waste Consulting.
1: It's been one whole year of birdies, bourbon, and basketball. One year of bad jokes, bad golf, and bourbon-filled banter. Here's to year number two. Talk to them, boys.
0: Well, Blake, we made it. We did. One year. Wow. One year of the Birdies Bourbon and Basketball Podcast. What a year it has been. We appreciate everybody that listens weekly or occasionally or whatever.
2: Yeah, Made it through a year and uh, half the year didn't have sports, so I'll call that a success. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Without question. We we started in the middle of a pandemic and uh, rolled right through to what we knew was going to be a state champion coming out of our area, and we did that. Um, got, got the volleyball state champion yeah. that we expected. Gretchen Miles and the Hatches did exactly what we thought they would do. Came up a little short in the end, but played uh, played a tough schedule and played it very well and had a lot of individual accomplishments. Speaking of individual accomplishments, I know Gretchen coached the uh, Basketball Coaches Association – all-star game today and that is where our compadres mike de voice of the vikings and todd lancaster are covering covering that i know mike did the game on wamw uh todd of course covering it for the washington times herald so they're not going to be here as we record on sunday afternoon so we'll miss those guys this week but and uh but yeah blake we're going to kind of go back to where we started
2: one year ago with stephen McNabb. we are here we are and i know he's very excited to Finally, I actually get to talk about baseball this year. Last year, it was kind of, you know, uh, the depression of not having a season. And <laughs> yeah, so. what to
0: do during that. Exactly. And uh, we this is actually, what, our 50, I think this will be our 53rd episode because we had a, had a couple of special ones in yeah. there and, and different things. But uh, yeah, one year, um, the first podcast dropped on April 28th, 2020 and uh here we are and i would be remiss um our buddy chris brothers who got this started with us was a big part of this so shout out to chris i know he probably still listens and uh we appreciate all the hard work he did in getting this going um so so what's been your favorite
2: interview that we've done
0: boy you know i've had a few people tell me about that and and first of all thank you for listening uh hit the subscribe button when you can that just lets our our great sponsors uh, of course From the very beginning, Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance has been our title sponsor. Um, We've had some other ones come on, Casa Sevilla, Country Oaks, obviously being there at the beginning because we have our studios up here above the 18th green at Country Oaks. So we appreciate them. Casa Sevilla has come on as a sponsor. um, Red Bones is sponsored. So we we really appreciate that. Um, But my favorite interview, um man, I really like talking to the PGA golfers shank yeah. and teeter. I really did. Um I, I you know, kind of getting a behind the curtain's look at at some of those things. Um obviously Luke Zeller was yeah. a great interview. So those might be my favorite interviews.
2: But favorite show about had to be the coaches sectional sixty
0: three. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was really a lot of fun when the when the sectional uh, teams came in for the girls coaches. That was a lot of fun. But but that sectional sixty three show was good, and uh, we got uh, got a lot of good feedback on that one.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was definitely my favorite episode. And interview would probably be I'd go with probably Luke. But yeah, yeah. The PJ guys were great, especially they were just getting back, kind of going after their yeah. season got delayed and. I think both are doing well this weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah. Duncan I saw and that, Shank the two are man. together, and they were in the top ten. So. Yeah, yeah
0: um but yeah lots of great episodes we, we, you know like i said if you can hit the subscribe button it just lets those those guys those uh, sponsors know that we can show them how many people are are definitely listening every week and and then we get the numbers of people that don't subscribe but subscribers help and if you can give us a good rating we appreciate that um i don't know anybody that has seen what apple podcast is going to do that's not going to affect us right now we're we're not exactly a big major national brand so we're not going to ask you to pay for the podcast or anything but uh you know, it, it's fun when, you know, we kind of did this as a, as a kind of a passion project, the the three of us arguing over sports and, and uh, it, it, we kind of just took it to the microphones, but I'm still shocked when people come up and say, Hey, I listen every week. And, and it's not always who you think it might be, you it's know, not just your mom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, you, you, I hear that all the time and, and it, it's, it's, uh, it's nice to know that, that people are listening and having fun and we're trying to show, you know, shine a spotlight on these kids and, and, uh, and the coaches and, and a lot of these coaches, uh, just like today, when we talked to Beth Smith from, from North Davis, uh, softball, you know. Maybe sometimes they don't get the recognition that, that they, yeah. you know, Jordy up there, you know, yeah. trying to get that volleyball program turned well, around.
2: We had a lot of fun with her. I don't know if I've ever sh- shared this on the show yet, but uh, Ike Wilford, after the sectional loss there to Bar Eve, he came up to me and, you know, he thanked me for all the coverage we gave a kid like him who this was his first year ever playing varsity. He said, hey, you know, you guys gave me a lot of love. You gave me an award. Uh, I really appreciate it. You know, I've never really gotten that kind of spotlight, so. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, it's a lot of fun. And 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 listen, we, we don't don't really know what the hell we're doing here. We're trying no. to figure it out as we go. We're a year in. Sometimes I feel like we still don't know what we're doing, but you can put it on our resume. Yeah, least. exactly. Having a lot of fun doing it. So we appreciate very much all the listeners. And uh, we'll continue just like we do, and, and you know, tune in if you want to. The Brian Owen show show's back. It'll probably have a show every couple of weeks, not weekly like this one most likely, but you never know. The we could do three in a week sometime. Who knows on that? If you're ever interested in some some old school Illinois. Stuff we talk about uh, a lot of good things on the old school Red Hill podcast. Of course, Mike has got the Bar Reef podcast. It's going to be coming back very soon um, after a very busy, busy basketball season, and uh, so lots of fun. Then we got the Gretchen Miles uh, Lady Hatchetology show that's going to be coming up here in the summer with a few episodes, and then we'll go weekly during the during the basketball season next week. Um, so. Real quick, we were just saying about people coming up. Had a lot of people come up last night. I helped with the Bar Reeve after prom. Boy, are after proms different than what they used to be. <laughs> I bet. We had a <laughs> casino night my senior year, and I thought that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. They had a portable axe throwing. Portable. I mean, it was, it was almost like it, kind of a skinny trailer made of metal with a divider down the middle. So you had two lanes throwing axes, which was really cool. A golf simulator. And it wasn't a real cheap one. I mean, it wasn't, you know, top of the line yeah. like, you, like you see at the, the, you know, the PGA show or anything. Really good. Very accurate. I hit a few shots. Bar-Reeve golfer Noah Anderson won the night on that. Slightly edging out his father who slightly edged out me. So, uh, congratulations to, to Noah on that. Uh, what else did they have? Human, uh, human Foosball. So it was like an inflatable oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the We're poles across. So you actually held onto the pole and kicked the ball, which I thought was cool. Um, what else did they have? Uh, yeah, all kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Very, very different than what my
2: <laughs> after prom was in 86 and 87. Yeah, sure. it's probably came a long way since mine too. We yeah. Didn't have, we
0: didn't have any of that. So <laughs> no, for sure what year did you graduate oh nine all right okay so. also after we talk to the coaches i'm going to give you a, a very quick and early rundown um on the kentucky derby i'm going to give you my early picks i don't know if that's exactly what i'll end up going with after the post positions come out but we'll talk about that and uh real quick you know near and dear to my hearts, the golf teams, and uh, both Washington and Bar-Reeve doing very, very well. bar Reef set that record already for for wins in a season, so that was nice to see. And uh, both the Hatchets and the Vikings uh, are in action on Monday night at Country Oaks. So if you listen to this on Monday and don't have anything to do, come out and watch some good golf. Um, both teams playing well. They're at Country Oaks, and I think Logodi and North Davis is there as well. Okay. Uh, there you go. Nick Nick Weininger, Nick Weininger will have his squad in there so good luck to those guys and I tell you what we'll do let's take a break here from Casa Sevilla and then we will get to our first interview a re-interview of our first interview it's like his fourth time on on the show and you know he's getting close that jacket I guarantee you that after ball games after practices he goes to Casa Sevilla 100 Northwest Street in Odin as I look at the the copy here, I'm looking at their hours, and they close at 9 p.m., so go over there for dinner after you take in a ball game or a golf match tomorrow night. What a menu they've got. All your Mexican favorites, plus great big nice baked potatoes and things that we've enjoyed before. And, of course, Blake, those great big frozen margaritas that your wife enjoys so much.
2: They, She does, and they're vicious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so go see the folks. They can cater your big events. Don't forget about that. You can give them a call. Give them a call at 812-636-2000. Of course, that is Casa Sevilla, the house with flavor. Oh, I didn't let you say it this week. You always say of flavor, and it's with flavor. Oh, it's with? Oh. Uh, Speaking
2: of that, though, if you did win, we have your gift cards now.
0: Yeah, Blake's got the gift cards for the guys. Uh, Of course, I think it was almost a North Davis sweep. Uh, two of them. Yeah, yeah
2: and then I, a Bloomfield guy won, okay. uh, and then a Montgomery guy. And then, yeah, Tyler, uh, one of the hot tub
0: guys. Who Check out our Twitter page if you want to see Tyler dressed up in a banana costume. <laughs> I retweeted
2: there last week. It's still better than seeing him in the hot tub. It's true.
0: But anyway, back to our commercial Casa Sevilla, the house with flavor. Give them a call, 812-636-2000. We are happy to have them as a sponsor here on the podcast. We'll be right back with baseball coach of those dastardly North Davis Cougars, Stephen McNabb right after this. All right, back with head baseball coach Stephen McNabb of the North Davis Cougars and a four-time guest on the B3 pod. One more and you get that jacket.
3: Absolutely. Guys, I'm uh, happy to be here. Thank you for doing this again. I'm sorry I didn't drive over today. I'm over there enough. On my day off, I figured I'd Stay home and uh, call in this time.
0: No, that's cool. We appreciate you being here. And, and we're glad to actually talk about real live baseball this time.
3: Absolutely. Uh, you know, we've uh, we've had real baseball. We've had uh, a lot of fans. And, and I'm sure we'll touch on that as well. And also, for the most part, great weather. So things have been fantastic so far this spring.
2: That's Yeah, I'm sure you're, this is a lot better interview than uh, a year ago. So as you know, you are our first ever interview and this is the one year anniversary of this show. So that's why we waited to kind of have you back on this date.
3: Wow. It's the exact date.
2: Yeah, well, almost. Wow.
3: Uh, we dropped I, I, I didn't. I, I know it's close. I didn't realize it was so close. Yeah, I guess we dropped yeah. that.
0: We dropped that episode on, on April twenty eighth last year, so it'll be it'll drop wow. uh, on April twenty sixth. So yeah, we're we're knocking on the door of exactly one year. Yeah.
3: Well, that's uh, it's flown by, you know, and um, you know, I, I you know, it's kind of surreal when when I've been out there on, in the third base box or in the dugout and thinking about how fast this has all happened, um, all the, uh, the ups, uh, here lately, the ups, right. But the downs of, of being home for so long, um, it just kind of seems like it's, it's, it's blink of an eye, you know, and we're here and, um, it's really, really kind of crazy, but you know, we are happy to be playing baseball, uh, you know, and that's evident by the the number of fans that we've had at baseball games and softball games and junior high games. And, um, it's been pretty amazing to, uh, just to see what people are, you know, getting out and doing now that they're, you know, we're allowed to do it. So it, 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 it's been great. Yeah.
2: So you sit at seven, seven and four currently. That's what it looks like. And uh, two and one in the conference, uh, talk about your season up to this point so far.
3: Well, up to this point, you're right. We are seven and four. Um, we are two and one in the conference. We have a big conference game this week against Linton at home on Wednesday, uh, you know, the conference is kind of out of our hands now to a point. with The best we can kind of hope for is a share. Uh, to this point, you know, we've won the games. I feel like that we've kind of been supposed to win. You know, we, we've we been the favorite. And we haven't won a game yet to me that I feel like we uh, are equals or or underdogs to the opponent. And we've had chances. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but so far, the highlight of our team has been our, our offense there's no question about that yeah we've, I was
0: gonna say you've scored some runs for sure
3: we have we, we've hit the ball up and down the lineup um, for the most part every game this season even you know even in those four losses we've we've put runners on base and, and we've uh, put pressure on teams um, to make plays and, and we've you know we've stacked up some hits and um, you know our, our offense has not been the issue in those four games. Uh, it, it's been our defense and there's no uh, denying that. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and beat around the bush, so to speak. Uh, we have to play better defense and take better care of the ball. You know, I do I know that's a basketball term terminology, but it's, it plays in baseball too. We have to take better care of the baseball uh, and not put so much pressure on our pitchers. You know uh, we've just kicked it around a little bit too much. And, and, and we know that and we're working on it. And yeah. uh, you know, every day is an opportunity to improve and, uh, you know, that starts tomorrow uh, all over again. Every week is a grind, and uh, the spring sports is a different beast. And we know that, uh, you know, this sectional is, is more or less uh, wide open, so to speak. We know there's some really good teams and programs involved, but we feel like we're one of those, and, and it's uh, it's a process, and, and we're, we're enjoying the process of, uh, of getting there.
0: Coach, in, in the unique situation that we're in with missing an entire season last year, I'm curious, does that surprise you that the offense is ahead of the defense, or would you have thought it would be the other way around?
3: You know, I actually uh, thought it was going to be the other way. Just coming into the season, just us specifically, I thought one of our weaknesses was honestly going to be um, our ability to put the ball in play consistently. Uh, you know, I thought we had a lot of an experience coming in and trying to hit varsity pitching. Uh, some of it's below average pitching, but, you know, it's still varsity baseball games, and um, you know, that's pressure that these kids haven't felt. And I thought our defense and pitching was going to be there. Um, the ability to throw strikes and the ability to make the routine play. I thought all that was going to be a constant for us. And I thought the hitting was going to take time to, um, you know, get where it needed to be. And, and it's kind of been the opposite. Um, our pitchers have done a pretty OK job, um, like I talked about already with our defense. But our hitting has been uh, a pleasant surprise uh, up and down the lineup and and we can talk about specific players here as we go but up and on the lineup i feel like we've had contributions and um you know uh, we and we haven't even you know scratched the surface i feel like as far as what we can be so yeah. uh, the hitting has definitely been a surprise and uh, a pleasant one at that and we're looking forward to you know the weather heats up maybe the bats will continue to uh, progress as well yeah
0: you know and you know after i asked that question that while you were answering i was thinking too I guess, you know, though hitting, hitting and pitching something you can do indoors all year, Mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 and versus being out there in those live situations. So while my initial thought was like you, you know, second thought, maybe not, Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, go ahead, Blake.
3: Yeah. I've I've talked to several coaches, you know, uh, past coaches of mine and current coaches now and and about how things are going. Um, And they've all kind of been the same, you know, it's all kind of been somewhat sloppy here to start. Uh, you hear a lot of, some teams make a lot of errors. Some teams are walking a lot of guys and you have your occasional game where it's clean game and and it's, it's, you know, three to two, but uh, I have heard of a, a, of some sloppy baseball here to start. And I, and I think that's expected um, in in April for sure. And uh, coming off of, of, of two years off for probably 85% of these kids that didn't play summer baseball and, um, you know, or more maybe, maybe 95% of these kids. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a pro- it's a process and it's a grind. And, and at the end of the day, you want to be playing your best baseball on May 31st. And, and that, that opportunity for us is still there.
2: Yeah. And you mentioned some of your players. I know I've only been out to one game so far, but and I know I talked to you before to see, you know, what's your expectations. And you said there's a lot of unknowns. And the one game mm-hmm. I, I was at, I think six, seven of your players are probably all – freshmen and sophomores which basically means all freshmen after last year I mean Mm -hmm. you're you're pretty young it seems like.
3: We are yeah we are young we have a lot of uh, I guess uh, green you know so to speak individuals playing in spots that you know in in pressure situations that they've never been involved with we have the COVID freshmen as I call them uh, with the sophomores and then we have the current freshmen I have two starters that play every day that are true freshmen and then you know, two, three, or four that play every day for me that are the COVID freshmen. And then you've got a couple juniors that really got, you know, periodic time as freshmen, if any. Uh, one played full time, but, you know, we have a lot of youth out there um, and, a, and a lot of an experience. And, and I think I've talked to every, all these teams we've played so far, and every coach is kind of saying that same tune of, of we got a lot of guys that are playing new spots and, uh, you know, for the first time at this level. and um, so everybody's kinda learning every day and, and that's that's the great part about the uh the baseball season is you don't have time to, to think about your performance that night. You have to get ready for the next day and, and the next game and um these kids are doing that for me and um you know, I, I although I'm not satisfied and happy necessarily with the four losses that we have, I, I have to keep that perspective of of a lot of these kids are feeling the varsity pressure and the varsity moments for that first time and and hopefully may will bring the you know get us to the other side of what i think we can be
0: yeah in, in high school baseball is so much pitching you know I, i've seen teams mm-hmm. ride one arm you know very deep in in tournaments who's who's your top uh, couple of guys there at your rotation
3: well we we have uh, a junior uh jacob miley he's he pitched for me as a freshman, uh, quite a bit and ended up throwing for us in the sectional championship game, uh, against Bar Eve. Uh, you know, we, we, we fell to Bar Eve that year in the, in the title game. We made too many mistakes behind them. And, um, but Jake's going to be, you know, a, a big part of it for us. And then Jalen Mullen, you guys all know Jalen. Who's up? Uh, yeah. Uh, Jalen's right there with, with Jake. Those, that's kind of probably our one and two in no particular order. Jalen throws a lot of strikes. He's not going to overpower anybody and he knows that. And we know that, but he, he has three pitches that he can throw for strikes. And, and then you've got guys, uh, you know, uh, Zach Stahl, he's a freshman. Um, he's a name you're probably going to hear quite a bit of over the next four years. He's, he's a third baseman when he's not pitching and, um, he's worked his way into the everyday lineup and only getting better every day. And then, uh, you have a guy, the a lefty that came in this, uh, at, at Christmas time, Elliot Park. He's a, a kid that moved in from Decatur Central um he's got family in this area and uh his mom took a job here and, and he came in and he's learning um you know he's got great upside but he's again another one of those kids that just needs to learn uh, how to compete at the varsity level and then you got some seniors uh Darren Moniger um uh, Darren was a basketball guy uh as well as you guys know Wyatt Fortune Trooper and Kyle Fortune Trooper their uh cousins that pitched for me and Kyle plays second, and when he's not pitching, and Wyatt plays outfield. So we have about nine guys that have pitched so far in the varsity in varsity action, and I feel like we've done a pretty good job of oh, wow. of kind of um, spreading that wealth out somewhat, you know, here in April to to make sure guys are strong in May. Yeah, so, that's great to be able to do that. Yeah, and, and some of it's been by design, and some of it's been by the the, the you know dictated by the game itself, whether the score was lopsided or uh, we just ran out of pitching that week and kind of conceded and said we need to move on and, you know, throw the white flag for Monday because th- there's a lot of strategy that goes involved, with, you know, in a 1A school that when you have four varsity games and three JV games the following week, you have to think about that. You have to be thinking ahead at all times. And uh, and, and number one concern is arm care. But we feel like we have a staff that can go out and give us a chance night in and night out. And, um, you know, Jake, Jalen, Zach, Elliot, Darren, you know, those are the five guys that have kind of seen the majority of the innings. Um, and then Wyatt is another uh, senior that is going to get some spot starts for us as well. And, uh, you know, just uh, really pleased so far with the pitching.
2: Well, I, I've always said I think baseball, varsity baseball, is the hardest high school sport to probably coach just because of all the pitching. I mean, I look at your schedule this week. You know, you got a mm-hmm. big sectional game uh, tomorrow, well, today, tomorrow. I guess, mo- Monday. Uh, against yep. Ligoti, then you got Linton, then you got Lincoln. I mean, what's the strategy or, I mean, if you can share of who, how you decide who pitches when?
3: Well, you know, you obviously, you know, that's there's no secret. You know, you don't, as, as a sectional opponent tomorrow, you know, I guess the old adage is what do you want to show? Do you, you know, what do you want to show your, your studs? Do you want to save them for the sectional? You know, I'm sure Ligoti's having that same conversation and they turn around and play Bar-Eve on Tuesday, so... Um, you know, and that's a conference game. And same with us for Linton on Wednesday. So we have – during the regular season, we sort of prioritize the conference first um, just to try to get those – stack those conference wins as, as much as we can. So, you know, I, without giving too much away, I look for some of those guys I mentioned at the top to probably be held till Wednesday and some of those other guys getting opportunities to throw tomorrow. But, yeah, you definitely look ahead. And sometimes when you get a, a team like Lincoln on Friday – uh, one of these kids that you know are, are fighting for spots and chances they're going to get their chance to throw against a team like Lincoln and kind of thrown to the wolves so to speak and sometimes that's great and sometimes that's not so great and that's just kind of the the the, the beast that this uh, baseball season is and a lot of times you can't you can't look at a score all the time and say yeah they're not playing real well. Well, who pitched for them that night? You know, right, yeah. what uh, are they on their sixth arm of the kind week? of I mean, to
2: basketball this year, right? <laughs> who yeah, played? Didn't know who played. And who yeah. did?
3: Yeah, exactly. And 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 I think that that's you know uh, a three game week is uh, we have a we have one week this week we play five games and this week we play three one week we play two and most weeks we play four but you know it's just uh, it's a it's a big jigsaw puzzle and and it's uh, my job and our job as a staff to kind of see what you know, put them in places we feel is best for that particular day and try to go out and get better each day as we prepare for, you know, for uh, for late May.
0: Steven, how how many are you allowed to play?
3: Um, we're allowed to play 28 games Okay, uh, in the regular season. Right now we have 26 games on the schedule, so we have a little bit of flexibility there. Um, we are looking to add at least one more game. Um, so, yeah, 28 is your max. And I got you. And that's not including any JV games, and, and we, you know, we'll probably end up playing ten to ten to thirteen or so JV games as well. Cool.
0: What about on the offensive side? I know you put up some big numbers um, in some scores. Are you hitting long balls, playing small ball, or a little bit of both?
3: Uh, not so much long balls. Uh, we have two home runs. Of- Two home runs so far. Uh, Jake hit a home run and first at bat of the season for him oh, on wow. opening day. Great start. And then uh, Johnny Schaefer, he's a kid I've not mentioned yet. He's a junior. He played some outfield for me. Uh, he had he didn't have COVID at the beginning of the year, but he dealt with a, a medical issue, and then he went on spring break to see some family, and so he actually didn't get to uh, play till about game four or five, and he hit an inside the park home run for me at uh, at. At North Davies, is which is, as you guys know, a little bit bigger field. Um, a true inside the park home run. Yeah, so we yeah, that was the one runs. I went to. Yeah, it was a true inside the Parker, and that's our two home runs. And you know, we've got a, a freshman leadoff uh, freshman lead guy, Brock Net, and uh, another name you'll hear a lot of uh, over the next four years. He's my catcher as well, so a lot on his plate as a freshman to catch for me and, and hit leadoff. But uh, he's a mental, mentally tough individual that that can handle it. Jalen's playing really well in, in the two-hole, and Kyle Schwarzenkruber is one of my seniors that has a little bit of experience. He's been batting third, and Jake Miley hits cleanup, and those four have kind of been um, the mainstays, so to speak, and really been uh, producing, and then guys like Jared Craven, um, Jared's older brothers, Ryan Milligan, and Brandon Craven both played for me, and Jared's just a sophomore. Uh, he's getting a lot of uh, everyday at-bats, and then Zach Stahl, and um, but you know we got a lot of guys at the bottom of the order that have contributed as well to mix in with those top top four or five guys. And uh, you know it's uh, it, it's been really fun to watch them swing the bat. And you know you guys both know putting pressure on the defense at this yeah. level is key. And uh, you know we, we we prioritize two strike approach two strike hitting and situational baseball and uh, making making the defense make a play. And you know a lot of times good things happen and we've done that so far. But We've also kind of tasted that medicine as well on our on our side and, and not made the plays we need to make to to uh, to compete in some of those games. You see on the on when we're on the the losing side of it. So, offensively, uh, really enjoying what I'm seeing and uh, only hoping to get better.
2: So I, I gotta ask, since you've seen a lot of Jalen, what's his best? Mm-hmm. Sp- what's his best sport? <laughs> Is it still basketball? Well, or tennis. It's, it's, tennis
3: I or mean, football. <laughs> see, we, we've had this conversation a lot because his dad's on my staff. And, um, you know, Jalen is, you know, I think he would probably tell you basketball. I think if he dedicated his craft to, to one sport, you know, all the time, he, he would he would be the one of the best in the state at that sport, no matter what it was, baseball, basketball, or tennis.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, well, Steven, like I said, you were on the first show and now you're on the one year anniversary show. So, um, we won't take too much more of your time since I know it's a, one day you get off during the week. So we appreciate you calling in.
0: I, you know, I, I want you to have great success so we can have you back on the show, but I don't know if our budget allows us to buy that sport coat for you <laughs> for being a five time guest. So, so it's kind of a bittersweet thing we got going. Hey
2: man, I, you guys—you
3: uh, guys are, uh, you know, all class, top notch, and uh, I'll come on your show anytime you, get. <laughs> you
0: guys need me to, Coach. Uh, yeah, you, thanks. Well, hey, we'll look forward to getting out to the ballpark, and and I'll, I'll be happy to wear that. I think that might be my first ever orange shirt, so I'll be happy whoa. to. I'll be proud to wear that.
3: <laughs> might be your new new favorite color. There you uh, go. All right, thanks <laughs> a lot. All right, thanks, thanks, guys. Thank you. Yep. See you.
0: Well, even though it snowed last week, spring is really here, and when you're ready to play golf, go see the folks at Country Oaks Golf Club in Montgomery, Indiana, right there on Route 50 between Washington and Montgomery. As we look out over the course, Blake, it is greened up. The zoysia is now turning green, and Country Oaks is in good shape.
2: Yeah, and I don't see any cart fails of the week out here yet.
0: Not yet. No, we can we can spot them pretty good here from, can. Our, from the crow's nest, as T, the Todd father calls it, so... But uh, five different tee boxes, Zoysia fairways and tees, good greens, good layout, good for all abilities. At a college
2: event there yesterday. Yeah. Or over the weekend.
0: I saw that Rose Holman won, uh, won that Vincent's Invitational. So good place to come play golf and do your practicing. You don't even have to come in the clubhouse. If you don't want to, just swipe your credit card right out there and practice and practice and practice. Country Oaks Golf Club, 812-486-3300 for your tee time, and we will see you at the Oaks. Hey, uh, our intern, Sam Emmons, just walked in. He was the PA announcer at the HBCA All-Star Game. Sam, what happened? Did the West win the games?
1: Well, it was my debut as PA. Now, so How'd that go, by the that. way? I mean, he was pretty good, I would say. I tried to you know make it somewhat funny without going over the line, but... I'd say I had some pretty good calls. You know, Blake,
0: this is the voice of the Vikings, Mike DeCourcy's prodigy. Um,
1: start saying myself as the face of the Vikings. <laughs>
0: Dico's the voice, Sam's the face. I like it. So um, the, the uh, girls won, the West girls won mm-hmm. under Coach Gretchen Miles?
1: Yeah, it was a good game. Uh, everybody was playing hard. The rest were really letting them play. Very physical, but the West definitely came out on top on that one.
0: Okay. And then uh, the boys, we had, uh, let's see, we had Silas Bauer from Wigodi, and then, of course, the duo from Reeve, Kurt Hope, Bryson Graber. How would we do on that one?
1: Uh, they looked, Bryson and Kurt looked really good you know the minutes they got late in the uh in regulation they brought their the west back descended to overtime by yeah. 12 points they brought them back there and uh in two overtimes the east ended up winning though they were just a stronger team
0: yeah good deal and you said it went double double yeah. overtime double overtime wow. and and that was coached by coach Josh Thompson so okay well thanks Sam for a quick update i thought we might uh ask you how it went as you walked in right in the middle of it and Sam also just reported to me that because we talked to coach McNabb and then we've got coach uh, softball coach Beth Smith coming up here from the North Davis Cougars we are unfortunately going to have to bump Coach Gene Miller no, of the Wash. Yeah, it's I, our year. I know. It's I your really wanted to, but you know, Sam kind of times out the shows with our sponsors and things, <sighs> and uh, so just not going to work out. So we'll uh, we'll get Coach Miller on a on a show real quick. I'm really uh, wanting for the one year. I know. Me too. And don't forget when you talk insurance in this area. Give Travis Brett Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance a call. Go on their Facebook page. Look up their website. You know how to get a hold of them. We open every show with their commercial, but please let them know that you heard about him, heard about them, right here on the Birdies, Bourbon, and Basketball Podcast. We appreciate their sponsorship. And we will uh, we'll take a just a pause here, and then we'll call Coach Smith, and we'll talk uh, Cougar softball.
2: Now on the phone with us is uh, Cougar softball coach, Beth Smith. Coach, how are you today? I'm doing
4: great. Hey, Thanks Coach. for having me.
2: No problem. Um, so it's easy to say, I think, that uh, softball at North Davis is probably one of the m- more storied programs at North Davis. Fourteen sectionals, uh, three regionals, two state runner-ups. Um, uh, how, how is it that you guys have been able to maintain that success year after year?
4: Um, it's a lot of dedication from the girls, but it also comes down to the coaching, the coaching staff, and having consistency throughout. Um, having hands-on at our Frank Roberts Youth League programs during the summer, and um, you know, a lot of schools struggle with keeping a coaching staff year to year. And we were blessed; we had Coach Barry for twenty-two years. And when you have that consistency, then there's it's not a guessing game, and so everybody knows what to expect and what is expected, and you know, that kind of helps feed into the, into the development all the way from kindergarten, their senior year.
2: Yeah. And you mentioned, um, Oh, coach Barry, uh, your sister, uh, you guys had a very big part of kind of getting the whole girls athletic started at North Davis. Can you kind of go into you guys' high school years a little bit?
4: Yeah, that was, uh, it would have been Jody's, uh, sophomore year. Leslie was a senior and, um, you know, those parents pushed I mean, our parents and some other parents, uh, Max Dean had a daughter and Max was the athletic director at the time. And they, they pushed to get us a team and the school, uh, supported that. And we played the first, we played until 92, I believe at the Plainville park. Um, but you know, the school got us going and we were able to take off. So that first season they finished nine and eight, I believe is what their first season record was. So
2: yeah. And, um so we'll kind of get back up to current here so you're uh, i believe 10 and 2 overall right now uh 3-0 oh in the conference talk about start. talk about your uh, season so far and you're coming off it looks like a huge win on friday
4: they did we uh we we were able to get over bar eve on friday night and um, it was a very close game um they led we led then they led and then we finished and um you know neither team threw their through what they considered their number one pitcher and um but we I think both teams got to see some stuff ready for sectional and uh, you know it helped getting a boost from Hadley to start the game off with a home run and O C ended it with a walk off home oh, run. Wow. So
2: you guys have been hitting a lot of home runs.
4: Yeah, we we've had six for the season.
2: Oh wow. Right and
4: now. I and I think um, Bar Reeve
0: has too. So I knew a lot of people were yeah. looking forward to that game, yeah.
4: You know Yeah, and, and I have been asked that question, why are so many home runs lately? And I think it's you know, the girls are playing more ball, so they're getting stronger, the pitching's faster. Um, so, you know, there's different, different things that's playing into that factor, but
1: yeah,
0: that's interesting. How have you seen the, the, the softball player evolve physically over, say the last 15 years? Um, it it seems bigger, faster, stronger is becoming the norm as, as more programs
4: mature. It has. And it's, it is, you know, being in it for so many years, you kind of see things go full circle. In the 90s, it was bigger build, and you went for strength, and then in the 2000s, it was small small and and speed, Mm -hmm. and now we're getting back to the bigger build. If you watch the NCAA teams now, um, they're they're bigger girls, and so um, it just depends on where we're at in the rotation on how it cycles, but...
0: I got you. I, I've I've never followed softball that closely. I, I haven't had any any daughters that played um, anything but early recreational. So how many? I, I know it'd be different than baseball, where we just talked to Coach McNabb and he's got seven, eight kids that are on the bump. You know, in any given week, I, I know a softball pitcher recovers so much quicker. So how many pitchers do you actually have at the varsity level?
4: I have three. Um, I pitch two right now. Uh, Gracie Neff hasn't got a whole lot of time. Uh, she got injured about day four of practice and it still isn't totally back uh she had a bad spring but uh, lily graber and abigail lyons are my two main pitchers on the varsity um in fast pitch you can afford to to pitch a lot more than you can in baseball because it's a natural motion if yeah. they do it correctly
0: right yeah that's what i you know that's what i've always been told and, and talk to people that well and you, like you mentioned the NCA tournament you know I, i've seen some of those teams basically throw throw one pitcher through almost the whole tournament yeah.
2: yes Um, And we also, like Brian said, we just talked to Coach McNabb, and I think from the scores uh, that we're seeing, your offense hasn't been the thing that's been behind so far. And we asked him, you know, did you expect the opposite, where the the offense would be slower this year after taking a year off? But then we got to thinking about it, and we're like, well, but defense is one thing you really can't practice by yourself. So have you kind of been shocked uh, by your offensive numbers, though,
4: after a year off? Um, I've been pleasantly surprised. Uh, The girls have put in a lot of offensive time in the shed. And like you said, it's hard to work on defense in a gym. You know, the ball bounces and you don't have to worry about it hurting you if it hits you. And uh, so, you know, we did do a lot of focus on the offensive side of things.
0: Did you see uh, any hangover from from missing a year like that? Were, Were you having to maybe teach a little more fundamentals, basics that maybe you wouldn't have to in a
4: normal year? I had a lot more rest. Um, I don't I didn't have as many girls play travel ball this past summer than what I've had in the past. And that even, you know, was a disadvantage on top of not being able to have a season at all. Right. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a lot more rust.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so you talked about your pitchers. Can you go over some of your uh, everyday players for you?
4: Yeah. Um, I got, I have six seniors in my lineup. I have eight seniors total. Oh, wow. Um. My, I have a freshman catcher, O.C. Pershing. I uh, have Christy Nepp, the sophomore, plays second, and Hadley Parisian plays short as a sophomore. And the rest of my positions are seniors, um, with the exception of Jasmine Sinks is a junior, and she's my designated hitter. Um, Abigail Lyons is my pitcher as a senior. Marcy Nepp plays first, Trinity is at third. Marcy Nepp is in left. Maddie Miller is in center, and... Haley Bueller is in right. Uh, Megan Marner sees time in the outfield as a senior. She's also a courtesy runner. And Emma Nykum is a second baseman and sees time as a pinch batter.
2: And did a lot of these seniors play for you two years ago?
4: Uh, all of them did except for Megan. Uh, Megan Marner played as a freshman, actually started third base as a freshman, and then did not play her sophomore year. She came out to play her junior year, and we got five days in. So. Okay.
2: That's got to be a huge advantage then this year. I mean, like I said, we were just talking to Coach McNabb, and he's starting six or seven basically freshmen just because they didn't play last year. So that's got to be a huge – probably help to you as a coaching staff too to have that many seniors back after a year off.
4: Yes, it is. It's very nice. The leadership that they bring and the knowledge that they bring, you know, to have time to spend working with 22, 23 girls at each practice whenever I can pair them up with seniors that I know – know the game and know the techniques it just makes practices go so much they're just so much more productive
2: yeah for sure and then uh, your coaching staff
4: Uh, my coaching staff I have Bob Euler joined us this year he's always been in and out with us Um, we always had a close parent coach relationship uh, but now he's actually on board as a coach Uh, he does a lot of the hitting focus and our pitching and then I have Imani Davis Uh, she was with us last year in the short season and, um, she is from Alabama. Uh, she moved up here. She works for crane. So, uh, she was nice. able to join our staff. So awesome.
0: oh, that's cool. Now, have they come out with rankings yet? Are you, are you guys ranked?
4: Uh, we're not in the top 10. Uh, no, we just been floating in the honorable mention.
0: Okay. I have a feeling that's going to change very soon.
2: Yeah. And I was going to say yeah. you have some big games coming up. Uh, Linton, it looks like this week, um, and as well as Shackamack, and then you also have uh, Orleans, lagoti So what are you kind of looking for for the rest of the year to kind of get prepped for sectional? Uh,
4: we, we play – I would I would say we probably play one of the toughest schedules in the area. And I told my girls, I said, this second half is going to um, – you know, if we want to be recognized, we're going to have to step up and, and show up for these games because we don't have any cakewalks. And um, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But uh, we definitely have some challenges in front of us.
2: Yeah. North Northview, uh, Bloomington, South Bloomington, North
4: Evansville. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'd say and you pack. Then, it you know, yeah.
4: The same day we have Northview, we have to come see who's uh, number one in two A. Oh, wow. So, um, Oh, is that like a tournament then? Yeah. It's a round Robin. Okay. And then we, the following weekend, we go to Evansville central for a tournament and we play central and Harrison that week that day, plus another game.
0: Awesome. Um, well, go out and watch these softball players at North Davis. They're going to do some good things, and I think there's some really good things coming. And, Coach, we'd love to have you on as, as you continue through your season, and especially nearing the sectional, will um, get you in here or, or talk to you again about, about what we can expect in the postseason. Okay, sounds great. All right, Coach, thank you. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. All right. All right bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, that was good talking to uh, Coach Smith, and they got a real good thing going on up there, don't they?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's – North Davidson that hadn't had like a lot of consistent sports throughout the years, but that's been one you can always pretty much count on. as the softball team's going to be there and they're going to be competitive? Like I said, seventeen sectional titles. So I mean, yeah, that's one thing you can usually count on up in Nora.
1: Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Hey, before we get to the Kentucky Derby uh, preview and uh, we'll we'll uh, wrap things up here on our one year anniversary show. Don't forget, sensible solutions waste consulting. of the businesses in this country either have bad contracts, they're overpaying, they got ancillary fees, and they have zero ability to stop those crazy price hikes that the waste companies will give you. So, no matter where you are in the country, you can call 812 787 3598 or email sensiblesolutionswaste at gmail.com. Doesn't cost you a penny, they just need to take a look at your invoices, take a look at your contracts. And they can tell you how much money you can save. And it's risk-free. So if they don't save you money, you don't pay. Sensible Solutions Waste Consulting. We're happy to have them to be
2: part of the B3 pod. Blake, are you a horse racing fan? Uh, no, I'm, I'm trying to look it up here. I'm trying to look up the, the odds. Oh, I found them.
0: Well, oh, I, yeah. I I'm my, my family has had a long tradition. Um, my, my grandmother always loved the derby. And when we'd always seem to... Have a little little party, a little get-together. Even when I was a kid, we'd throw throw a dollar or two in a pot, and, and everybody had their horses or whatnot. So I've always really enjoyed the Derby.
2: Oh, and I found my winner
0: already. Uh-oh. So uh, the favorite, at least right now, again, this is early. Uh, post positions won't come out for a couple of days, but uh, essential quality is at least right now the favorite, 5-0 and in oh five starts. The uh, Equibase Speed figures 109, and he is a, pre, a pace presser. So he's going to probably expect him to jump out front. Um, Luis Saez on the ride. Brad Cox is the trainer. So he is. Uh, even though this is going chalk, as the voice of the Vikings would say, that that's my pick to win. You got your number one.
2: I think I about have to go with these two horses just because the show we're on. Okay. There is Midnight Bourbon, okay. fifteen to one, and then Bourbonic. 30 to one. I like it. I I feel like
0: I have to. I like the show tie for sure. Well, as this may change, but my number two is, uh, is probably going to have a little bit higher odds, but if this is a fast track on Saturday, which I think it's going to be, take a look at known agenda. Uh, Ortiz Jr. Is going to ride him. I like Todd Pletcher as a trainer. He is three, one and one, but I think he's a closer. So it's one of those things, depending on track conditions, if he can stay near the top, known agenda can close it and uh because he's got the highest speed figure by equibase in the in the field and if he's anywhere near the top watch out for him uh my number three is actually one of the uh, what all people are calling a bit of a long shot but uh helium um julian laparo Laparo, I think that's how you say it. Is his jockey Mark Cassie? Is his trainer? he's one. He's three zero and zero. And I'm telling you, I, I have a feeling about this horse. Um, he's kind of called the wise guy horse, and uh, he could be lightly. He's been lightly raced up till now. Um, he did win the Tampa Bay Derby back on March sixth. Definitely uh, an attractive long shot odds, and uh, he's the son of Ironicus, and uh, he could really spice up your exotics. Speaking of exotics. If I go four wide on a bet, I'm going to take Brian Hernandez, the jockey for King Fury. Uh, he was trained by Ken McPeak. He's 3 and zero in six starts, so he knows how to run out front. And uh, I don't know, I, I like him. Um, he's he's a lot of people are 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 kind of crapping on him, but he's a he's a favorite for if you're looking for a bomb long shot to use in on exotic tickets. Um, and it's it's going to be post position on him, I think so just take a look at him that uh he's a long shot King Fury but I like two. I like two of them with a little bit of odds Helium and King Fury
2: so did you get these to that. Uh, analysis from Morris Petty
0: I did not I don't trust Morris Slick Petty on anything dealing with horses but I will tell you a quick story and I and I haven't seen it because it hasn't come out yet so I could change my whole thing based on because I do my research and then I let somebody that knows what they're talking about do it but Let's see, we, when we were in Batesville, so the 2013 Derby, I printed out, we we had to drive about 45 minutes to Shelbyville to place our bets at, at the track and casino up there, but I printed out a guy named Joe Drape, D-R-A-P-E, he writes for the New York Times, does all their horse racing stuff. I printed out his yeah, because he went horse by horse and gave his analysis and all this. <clears throat> I knew who I liked, I really knew who I liked in my top three, but... He said, "Don't whatever this horse was. It was like number seventeen, whatever." And he said, "Don't, don't overlook him when you're betting your exotic bets." I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. I knew my three. I was really solid on it, and for once in the, my life, I was right. And then I thought, you know what? I'm just going to throw this in there, and uh, and hit all four in a row. Wow! Superfecta in the Derby, and that horse was like sixty something to one. I mean, it was crazy. That $12 bet paid almost $10,000. So that was a fun ride back to Shelbyville uh, that night to cash that ticket. I bet it was. It's, <laughs> I, it's the only time I've ever been to uh, anything like that. And right when I, she put my ticket in the machine and it basically started flashing and people started walking toward <laughs> <laughs> I was filling out IRS paperwork and everything else so that's well, a lot of fun so look up Joe Drape this week and and uh, he gives you some real insight whether you go with his picks or not it, he he breaks down horse by horse and it's a really good read if you're interested in betting the derby
2: Well the reason I asked that cuz anytime that horse racing is on at Country Oaks I know who has been behind the counter <laughs> and that is Slick Petty Yeah uh, I mean, hey, we went from Russian ping-pong one year ago now to horse racing. Yeah, what, I mean, we have
0: a, covered it all. Yeah, what a vast show that we have here. <laughs> um, it's been a good year, Blake.
2: Russian um, ping-pong.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, I remember there were some segments. We talked a lot about uh, the Great British Baking Show. <laughs> I haven't done any baking for a while. I need to, need to get back to it. I still wonder if
2: the Russian ping-pong was ever real because I've not seen it since yeah, I don't like, know. the first two months of the pandemic. It, it
0: certainly uh, it certainly brightened a few of my pandemic stricken days <laughs> for sure um what else did we do this year Um uh, uh, the live broadcast, live broadcast. The, they were a lot of fun um they were sponsored definitely sponsored by makers mark <laughs> they're they're still out there floating around in the archives you want to go back and listen to three oh three drinking gentlemen describe local golf
2: that was a mess
4: uh good golf
2: bad golf but yeah great commentating yeah
0: well absolutely it was definitely the best part of it uh but uh we're happy now where we're at uh deco and todd are pretty much going to be on every week unless their their uh their duties take them otherwise i'm just looking through the list john harrell was a great show
2: harrell chris had
0: his issues with john harrell and his (laughs) line so we got to address that that was a lot of fun uh, as we did that interview, which he was so entertaining. I, I was shocked. And we were scared. What, what we learned from him that, yeah. you know, he does it basically all by himself and, and all that work. And, and, uh, every, we were just sitting on pins and needles waiting for Chris to start calling him names about his line. So I will, I will say fun.
2: one of the best episodes still is, uh, When me and my father lost in a league match, (laughs) that was not a good show.
0: Uh, Chris went on a tirade one night that I recorded about about handicaps and stuff. That was fun. Mike Wagner was awesome. We did that one back December 20th. Talked talked to him about his career. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, Rick Simler. Gosh, that seems like forever ago. Um, Probably still one of the interviews that, People say was the their favorite we've ever done was was Coach Dalrymple
2: Yeah, at North Davis. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, uh, I've heard the same thing.
0: Brent came on and, and I didn't know him very well just from you know watching games and and uh, really got to to know him and like him and and uh, same with Josh Thompson, Ryan Haywood, obviously Gretchen, Mark Holt was in Joey, Joey Riggins, uh, Yeah. Ryan
2: Smith. He's been on multiple times. Yep,
0: that's right. Uh, Coach Smith and all the success that they had. Uh, March Mark Holt, of course, I mean, leading of Ridge. success
2: in the last year. That's right, right. fall and winter, and now hopefully spring. So
0: had a great show when uh, when uh, Amber DeCourcy came in, her and Mike and and sat down and talked about that volleyball squad. That was that was a lot of fun. Um, I'm just kind of flipping down through here our shows. Boy, we teeter. We've talked about
2: Shank. Yeah, yeah we don't so. want to go back to Shank. Do not listen to that interview. Hey, and, yeah. <laughs>
0: Anthony Bradley, um, yeah, the, the teaching French pro Lick. down at French Lick, was for a long time our most listened to show. Yeah. So, um, a lot of fun. That was, gosh, that's that was show number three, isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah, we. So, uh,
2: that's crazy to think that's been a year ago.
0: Anyway, um, started a show during a pandemic, and we're still going strong, and, and hopefully getting better. Getting and better. all kinds
2: of sponsors.
0: Yeah, we are. We're picking up sponsors. Don't forget, please, please let them know you hear about them. Um, Travis Brett in Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. We talk every week and all the great things that they do for Hoosiers and their families. So give them a call. Casa Sevilla, the greatest place in the world to eat Mexican food. Um, great menu, great staff, frozen margaritas. Um, Country Oaks Golf Club have been with us since the beginning. Give them a shout. And then our newest sponsor, Sensible Solutions. You know everybody has trash, and and if you own a commercial business, whether it's big or small, give these guys a call because I'm telling you, they they saved, uh, they can save you a lot of money um, that you're being overcharged.
2: So, all right, Blake, let's we got a wrap. A lot of it diversity up. in our sponsors now. Yes, we
0: do, and we've <laughs> got some that have inquired, and they're like, we want to be part of this. So you're going to hear some
2: more popping up very soon. What what can we talk about for Todd and Deco to get an argument about next week? Uh, we just got to
0: turn the mics on
2: yeah. and we'll be fine. that's pretty much – that's true.
0: Thanks for Sam for jumping in. Give us a quick update about that all-star game that uh, that the local, local players and coaches were involved in. That's a real honor for Coach Miles and Coach Thompson to be a part of that.
2: Do you think your mom, since it's the one-year anniversary, will go back and listen to all our shows this week?
0: Well, I keep her busy cuz we've got we've got a Hey, speaking of, if you do ever want to listen to the old school Red Hill podcast, either the next one or the one next week, will be one Matt Shear that went to Red Hill High School, little old Red Hill High School in Bridgeport, Illinois. And uh he ended up going to Oregon and ran track. You know, and that's like Kurt Hope going to Duke, yeah. you know, or or uh you know Hannah Graver, a softball player, going to Alabama, and not being at the end of the bench, but starting and being a major role, and then he ended up being a rabbit in the Olympics for the. in so, every sport, yeah. So uh, Matt Shear, that's going to be a very, very interesting, interesting one. So, and and that won't just talk about Red Hill sports. So that might be one that would be fun for you to to listen to wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much, Chris Brothers. Thank you for helping get this started. Dico, the Todd Father, Blake. I'm Bryno. We appreciate you listening to Birdie's Bourbon and Basketball. Hi, Brino's Mom.